We give giant minuses to all the neocons that are spouting out against Rand Paul and turn off your cell phone notification. My girlfriend knows I'm talking about liberty. She's getting rowdy. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome on back, folks, to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 113, and you can find the show notes for today's show at lionsofliberty.com slash 113. Today's show is sponsored by LibertyManiacs.com, your one-stop shop for political and satirical apparel and merchandise. As a listener of this program, you can receive a 10% discount on your entire order by using discount code LIONSOFLIBERTY. That's one word. Lions of Liberty at checkout. So head on over to LibertyManiacs.com and express your inner Liberty Maniac. And we are back once again. Yes, this is no ordinary episode of the show. This is another edition of Rand Paul Wusses. And Minuses. Rand Paul Wusses and Minuses. And as always, I am joined by our resident Rand Paul aficionado, <laughs> expert, Analyst, what have you, Brian McWilliams, welcome back to the Lions of Liberty Studios. Thank you so very, very much. Hello to everybody out there in the world of liberty, and uh, glad to be with you to discuss some more Rand pluses and minuses. Now, now it's been a while since we started doing this show. It's, what, the uh, the third or fourth edition? I don't know. I don't really keep track of it too much. But, you know, just uh, as a recap, since we might have some new listeners, some people who haven't heard the show in a while, or at least this particular segment of our show, Rand pluses and minuses, why don't you just give everybody out there a quick little debriefing on why it is we sit in the Lions of Liberty studios around once a month or so and spend an entire episode talking about this Rand Paul character. Well, well, as everybody knows, Rand Paul is officially running for president and uh, doesn't quite jive with a lot of the GOP crowd in his political views. So, being a liberty-leaning politician, we know he's not a true libertarian, he is dominating a lot of the news lines, especially in our neck of the woods. So, the man deserves attention. He deserves to have his uh, his goings-on graded, in my opinion, from a liberty lens. And so we go through every week and uh, I have a column you can check out. Lines of Liberty forward slash Rand and uh, find out what he does. Linesofliberty.com forward well, slash sorry, dot com. Maybe they're new to the internet and maybe they don't know about That's the dot true. com part. Uh, and right? also a www at the front. My dad might not know. if He he might just type it in and, and not put the dot com and then he'd just be totally confused. That's so. true. You know, you got to be better safe than sorry. No offense, dad. Anywho, we go through and basically say plus or minus according to, uh, to how he's been acting. So with that in mind... Let's assign some grades. All right, let's do it. So let's start off with the thing that's, I guess, been on really everyone's mind when it comes to Rand Paul these last couple of weeks here, and that his is his whole sort of filibuster slash protest against the renewal of certain provisions of the Patriot Act, which enabled warrantless surveillance and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, all the hoopla surrounding that, obviously a lot of libertarians and libertarian-leaning folks uh, like ourselves, well, we, we see ourselves as libertarians. We're not just leaning, for those of us <laughs> new to the show. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are praising him, obviously, for bringing attention to the Patriot Act, for at least being the only one to, to of note to actually stand up and, and try to stop these provisions that just keep renewing every few years without any opposition whatsoever. 
at the same time, you see, uh, you know, some of the GOP hawk types and some people in the mainstream media attacking him for putting our national security at risk mm-hmm. by, by delaying these oh-so-effective measures put in place shortly after 9-11 to save us all from terrorists. So what's uh, what's your take on this? Is there truth to what any of these people are saying? I mean, well, what's the deal here? Is, is this actually a political maneuver that, that actually achieved anything at the end of the day? Well, I mean, look at you, you look at the amount of media attention alone that it's garnered, and I think that is a victory uh, in and of itself. I mean, Rand did be filibustered for some 10.5 hours against the Patriot Act, you know, on the eve of. And more importantly, you know, his filibuster successfully delayed the vote of his good friend Mitch McConnell, who is a huge advocate of passing the Patriot Act intact and uh, keeping the Section 215, which is what, you know, had uh, had all the NSA spying parts in it, keeping that all intact. So by delaying that, he achieved a massive political victory which was then undone somewhat by the USA Freedom Act, which was enacted about a week later and gave a lot of the NSA powers back, although in a little bit weakened form. But yeah, he scored a big political victory, uh, made Mitch McConnell look bad, which I personally enjoyed. And in the meantime, a lot of Americans uh, were made aware of even more so who Rand Paul is and what he stands for, and especially when his views uh, come to uh, the NSA. Now, what was interesting, you talk about some of the people they opposed his filibustering, of course, Mitch McConnell being one of those. McConnell hasn't been terribly vocal about it, has he? I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I've seen I've seen like McCain out there really strong and Peter mm-hmm. King out there really strong, but McConnell, I, I mean, he's obviously wanted to pass it. He was the one attempting to pass right. it, but I haven't seen him as much in the media attacking Rand because they still do have that sort of it is interesting, s- yeah, semi-friendly relationship. And you know, when I was writing this up before, I had said that maybe this was a breaking point and that the alliance between McConnell and Rand was going to fall apart. I mean, he was McConnell was just quoted, I think, today as saying that he was still, uh, you know, bears no ill will towards Rand and, you know, it's all cool in the hood, G. So whether that remains <laughs> Did true, Did he use we'll that see. phrase, actually? McConnell's hipper than awesome. you think. Quote. He's, he's slinging, uh, slinging slang Mitch on McConnell, I quote, it's all good in the hood. Yeah. Now, what was interesting, though, is Lindsey Graham is one of the guys who uh, is also running for candidate for, uh, for president, and he has been attacking Rand left and right. One of the things that he said was that uh, Rand has, you know, he also said he was using this to grandstand and he said, oh, Rand Paul, he, uh, you know, he's more afraid of the NSA than he is of ISIS. Now, that's ridiculous, of course, but, well, what is it ridiculous? We can talk about that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think afraid, I'm more afraid of the NSA than ISIS too, actually. Yeah, actually, I mean, I don't think ISIS is, is well, a lot of people are listening to our conversation right now because we're going to put it on the internet. Right. But if, I don't think ISIS is normally listening to my phone calls, normally listening to my conversations, normally reading my emails and my texts, and I can't really say the same for the NSA considering everything we know, so... Right. In terms of immediate threats, I mean... Yeah, the NSA is much more imminent danger. I mean, they could black bag me at any point. Yeah, ISIS would have to go through a lot more hoops. Yeah, they got to get in a me. boat or, you know, get over here somehow. Mm-hmm. Find, track me specifically down, even though I typically fall on the side of people who aren't calling for military intervention against them. So I don't even know why they'd be a target of me. But I guess because I am against, you know, all religion, including theirs. <laughs> yeah. But that's a side note. Well, um, make anyway. sure you hide your bumper sticker, ISIS, USIS. We all sis for ISIS. Ooh, I like that. Yep. Put it on the store. But we should, I wonder if our friend Dan McCall at Liberty Maniacs will, will whip that shirt together. Huh? I don't know. If, if he's listening to the podcast, I guess we'll find out. This is a test. This is a test for him. But again, getting back to what Lindsey Graham said, I found it ironic 
because Lindsey Graham, if you don't know, also was against the NSA spying. And he's been pretty outspoken about saying that is he is. He? Well, he is says he? he is. But then here's, that's what's so funny, though, is he goes, he says, oh, I'm against the NSA spying and yada, yada, yada. But then he's like bashing Rand Paul. It's like, clearly, this is just a personal vendetta at this point, Lindsey. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to be personal because Lindsey Graham is apparently so uh, invested in this issue that he didn't even vote on the USA Freedom Act, although he tweeted out, as you mentioned in your Twitter roundup, which we'll link to in this post, in the post for the show, lionsliberty.com slash 113 in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, Lindsey Graham didn't even vote on this. I'm not even sure why, but he said he would have voted no on the on the USA Freedom Act. Yeah, he's clearly out raising funds somewhere. Uh, in, between, in between accusing Rand Paul of grandstanding on the filibustering to raise funds, he's probably out raising funds in missing key votes on USA Freedom Acts, etc. Yeah, he even says the USA Freedom Act compromises our privacy and our national security. I would have voted no. Which so. makes no sense, by the way. How could he, it's like, how could it compromise our national security and our privacy? He's an advocate for more privacy, yet he wants more national security. I, 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 it, how, do, how does he even reconcile it's, that it's in his brain? It's the conundrum that is Lindsey Graham, you know? Put it into a haiku, Lindsay. I believe John Odermatt said this once on this program, but um, and I, and I apologize to anyone out there who falls under this category who is a good person, but never trust a man with a woman's name. And uh, <laughs> and and Lindsey Graham falls under that category. Now I'm sure there may be listeners of the show that may have names that could also be used by women. I mean, there's females named Mark and Brian out there. I'm sure too. But you know, point being. Don't trust Lindsey Graham. Something's wrong with him. And so let's talk about this Freedom Act, though. So this is basically what ended up getting passed in the wake of those provisions of the Patriot Act not being renewed by the Senate. So what is the deal with this Freedom Act? Because it says freedom in it, so... I think like most things that are advertised as free, it comes at a very heavy cost. Uh-huh. It just happens to sneak up and bite you in the ass. And the USA Freedom Act seems to be the same thing. I mean, when it first came around, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember the name of the senator who introduced it, but when it first came around, it did have a lot more protections built into it. Well, the funny thing is, Justin Amash, I, I believe, was one of the original authors of the bill in yeah, the House, helped. the mm-hmm. House bill, but he ended up voting against the House version of the bill because, of course, it went to committee and they added all this other stuff that added back in spying. and codified it in law. So in some ways, it's actually worse than the Patriot Act because this stuff don't sunset, folks. Right, exactly right. It extended a lot of this stuff. And and basically what the changes were is like, you know, they can't get the giant bulk data collection just blanket. That they can't do anymore. So, hey, small victory there. But... What they can do is that all the phone companies still have all these registries and the United States government now has to go through a minor process to get basically giant swaths of, of data. It's a tiny bit of red tape that's really going to Sure, they basically need to issue sort of their own FISA-type warrant, right. which will get rubber-stamped, mm-hmm. but that warrant doesn't... In a secret na- court. In a secret court, of course. <laughs> well, what other kind of court would there be? It's a secret court, of course. So they got to go to their little secret court, get their little approval, and it's like, well, great, at least they use warrants, but then the warrant can say, like, we have a warrant for Verizon for the phone records. Right. And so now, now the warrant, they can just sweep up all those, you know, everything that falls under that Verizon category. So it's really not any much of a protection. That's why Justin Amash came out and spoke against it even though he originally helped author a bill and that's why even lindsey graham had to go out and speak out against it 
Even Senator McConnell, I have his tweet here. He was against the so-called, he even called it the so-called USA Freedom Act. So it's interesting that it did seem to pass with overwhelming support, but certain people that aren't necessarily known as privacy advocates still kind of came out against it, probably for, gee, I don't know, political reasons. (laughs) They wanted to still maintain that air of, uh, you know, supporting privacy while, you know, still also, on the other hand, maintaining their tough on terrorism, national security, whatever, (laughs) tough guy things. So. Yeah, it's too bad Rand didn't create his own. Uh, you know, well, not Rand, but his Rand Pack, the the Liberty Super Pack, something like that. Create another ad like they did for the filibustering of the Patriot Act including eagles and flames and everything else. This is kind of a side note, but like my favorite moment from that uh, that whole Twitter roundup was Justin Amash's response oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to Peter King. Peter King quoted out, Today's Senate NSA vote is a victory for America. Peter King, of course, is a massive neocon who is all about the Freedom Act for this very reason. For freedom over ignorance and defeat for ISIS, Edward Snowden, and Rand Paul. <laughs> and Justin Amash replied, lulls. What? <laughs> Which was just classic. It was nice trolling, yeah. yeah perfect trolling and uh, accurate because what i mean come on yeah so to sum up this was a huge polos Paul Lust. Ding, 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 ding. So you don't buy into any of the part where, I mean, this was all just political theater. Rand knew that there was going to be the Freedom Act passing anyway and that, you know, this is all just for show and just to drum up donor support. No, of course not. Look, Rand's been going against the the spying forever. He said he was a supporter of Snowden forever. I mean, he's been doing this for years before he even decided he was going to run for president. Uh, Clearly, he's, you know, look, politicians are going to take advantage of situations no matter what. So I might have gotten an email you know, in my inbox saying, I'm going to be filibustering. We have to stop the Patriot. Please send me $10. Then again, every senator does this or any any politician does this. So I don't think it's a, you know, the ends justifying the means type of thing or that it was that was intended at all. This was an important piece of legislation that Rand stood up and, and tried to stop something that was going on that was very nefarious. Well, I'm going to go back to our pal Peter King for a minute here because Peter King came out against Rand Paul and he actually called Rand Paul disgusting for fundraising off of NSA reform. Let's just take a listen real quick to what this guy said. What Rand Paul did was absolutely disgraceful. Listen, uh, Adam and I uh, can have difference over the NSA. Those reforms, those changes, they were debated, they were worked on. And the fact is that 99% of the uh, Senate wanted the debate to go forward. Rand Paul actually wanted to shut down the NSA for several days, serving no purpose other than for him to use it to raise money for his presidential campaign. That went beyond the limits of intelligent debate, of rational debate. And to me, it violated his position as, as a senator. We can have differences. We can debate them. We can work them out. You can vote against NSA if you want to. But to use your one-person power to unilaterally shut it down, knowing that it was going to be reopened in several days. So all he was doing was hurting American security and at the same time asking people to send him contributions. That was shameful and disgraceful. Speaking of shameless and disgraceful, is anyone more shameless and disgraceful than Peter King? No, he's disgusting. He's disgusting. And that accent, he also is. disgusting. So so what do you think of his views on what Rand Paul did there <laughs> with the Senate bill and the filibuster to him? I'm with Peter King, cake boss. What Peter King is saying there is just so outlandish and, and insane, frankly. It's like, okay, so Rand Paul shouldn't even talk about this. He shouldn't, you know, they're saying we want, you know, we, we want to hear debate. But the thing is, 
there's been debate about this for years. Well, he it's, doesn't want to hear this debate thing's and been renewed like three times. They don't really want to hear debate though, because what what they always do when it comes up for renewal, they go, "Oh yeah, we'll have to uh, talk about this uh, eventually." And then it comes down to it, they're like, "Oh, well, hey, you know, we forgot about this debate." They, all all the week leading up to the Patriot Act, they were debating all sorts of stuff and and not actually debating the Patriot Act. They were just gonna let it go and 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 renew and try to renew it, you know, with a really quick vote at the last minute and say, "Oh, we need to take the vote now for national security." Sorry, you know time to debate but they've had freaking years to debate they don't actually debate it in the senate e- ever and then they act like there's no time to debate it when it comes time for renewal so Rand paul actually did what he's supposed to do and actually held their feet to the fire and actually said no i'm not gonna let this stuff just go through without actually debating it first so that's all he was actually trying to do is force a debate in the senate and he actually did he actually did get some back and forth in the senate for the first time in what over 10 years they're actually debating the freaking patriot act so yeah, Shut up, Peter King. Yeah, and That's also my rant of the week. <laughs> right, kudos to that. And also, isn't it wonderful how he falls back on the standard neocon fear mongering that goes on? You know, oh my God, we shut down the NSA and put this whole country at risk. It's like, give me a break, <laughs> man. I kind of hope Peter King runs for president now, just so we can do impressions of him. Oh, for he the would next be wonderful. I haven't had a good presidential impression since we did our Nixon uh, Halloween thing. <laughs> yeah, it's time for an update then. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, so anyway, let's let's move on to some other things. Like we filibustering. Well, 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 I'm the host here. Are we filibustering do we, this, do this we, topic? Yeah, we are, we are filibustering about the filibustering. Non-stop filibustering. Uh, Peter King, does he get a plus or minus? Oh, Peter King, he gets a giant minus. I agree. Giant minus for Peter King. And we're never going to talk about you again, pal. Well, I hope he just keeps railing on. I, I'm very entertained by him. All right. Going back to Lindsey Graham for just a moment, Rand Paul did have a response to Graham's rhetoric about NSA and ISIS, which we'll get back to 10 minutes later. But Rand did have a response to Lindsey's earlier remarks, his little nanny nanny poo poo about NSA and ISIS. So what did Rand have to say about what Lindsey was sort of remarking to him? Well, I mean, what Lindsay had said was that Rand Paul cares more about the NSA than ISIS, as you mentioned. And basically his response was that Lindsey Graham's got, uh, you know, he says the stuff he's Lindsey Graham saying doesn't rise beyond, quote unquote, middle school kind of rhetoric, which I agree with. It's just basically comparing apples and oranges and trying to lump them together. So he's saying, okay, what scares Americans? Okay, uh, ISIS. Everybody's scared of ISIS, even though, as we already previously discussed, it's a bit ridiculous to be so. So let's say that that Rand Paul thinks the NSA is even worse. It makes no sense. It's based in nothing. It's based in just illogical, again, fear-mongering towards America. So it's a shameful act, and I'm glad Rand Paul took him on and called him out on it. Because frankly, I think Rand Paul does a good job when these things come up. He's, oh, he, he's, he's a great troller and a great, yeah. he's got great responses to people. I mean, I, I love it. I don't know if it's, you know, resonating with mainstream America or anything, but in terms of my enjoyment of his campaign, his his little quips back and forth with these guys are, are my favorite thing to watch here because he's good at it. You know, he's, he's witty. Yeah. Well, and also he has a good comment here, which getting, you know, he responds, but he also makes a good point here. He goes, ultimately, if you want to talk about the two adults about is ISIS a threat to our country? Yes. Is NSA a threat sometimes to our liberty? Yes. I personally don't think you have to trade one for the other, which is the truth. You don't have to trade liberty for security, which is something that we constantly are harping about. Uh, and rightly so, because everything seems to be that. Everything, the progression of society and the progression of our, our politics and the regulatory laws, everything's going towards we must give our liberty, keep giving away our rights in the efforts to keep ourselves safe. And it's just not true. It doesn't have to happen. 
Sure, and that goes back to everything that he's been saying this whole time about the Patriot Act. We don't need to give up all of our liberty and give up our privacy just to have security. It's it's this false paradigm that's being presented to us, and it's the kind of thing that even Lindsey Graham and Peter King and all these guys, the same kind of false paradigm these guys are pushing forward. Right. And it it's is either liberty or security. No, it can be both. In fact, it is both, because you can't be secure if you're not secure in your liberty. Right, exactly right. And also, the NSA has been proven to do anything as far as these, these data programs everybody is talking about. They said they've got nothing from it. It resulted in zero convictions. It involved zero terror plots uncovered. There has been actually no physical evidence to any sort of plots that have resulted from this data collection. So there's not even a leg to stand on saying that this is a vital program or any of this stuff has led to any sort of help when we're actually talking about um, defeating terrorist threats. Do you think that he brought up middle school because he knows that Lindsey Graham was picked on really hard in middle school for his for being named Lindsey? They call them. I mean, Lindsay, there's, there's no Lindsay doubt the he wedgie was. Graham. There's just no doubt he was. I'm not saying it's right, <laughs> but if you have a name Lindsay and you're a boy in middle school you're probably getting picked on yeah there's probably, He's a, probably a, by a, peter king quite a few lines. hey Lindsay, get over here hey Lindsay, you're disgusting you got a girl's name all right moving along now that that pretty much sums up our filibuster and filibuster related talk right. to sum it up we give it all a giant paulus and uh we give giant minuses to all the neocons that are spouting out against Rand paul and turn off your cell phone notification my girlfriend knows i'm talking about liberty she's getting rowdy all right, Brian, we got a couple more stories to look at, but I need to take a minute out to tell everyone about our newest sponsors at LibertyManiacs.com. Guys, if you're anything like me and like to wear your political beliefs on your sleeve, Liberty Maniacs is there to help you literally do just that. Liberty Maniacs is an independent brand that designs and sells some of the world's favorite political and satirical apparel and merchandise. From funny political t-shirts to libertarian-minded posters, art prints, humorous mugs, and thousands of other products sold by some of the most trusted retailers, Liberty Maniacs has become a top source for liberty lovers of every stripe all across the globe and a thorn in the side of everyone from the NSA to top politicians. And now, Lions of Liberty listeners can get 10% off your entire order by entering the referral code Lions of Liberty. That's all one word at checkout. Again, that's referral code Lions of Liberty for a 10% discount. Head to LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. All right, let's move on to some of the latest comings and goings. Obviously, you just had your newest edition of Rand Paul's and Minuses that would have just yeah, come out yeah. two days ago right. by the time this puppy is released to the world. And uh, one thing we have to talk about here is it's is something incredibly tragic. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you tell everybody about this guy. Who is Khalif Browder? What is his relation to Rand Paul? And um, what is his story here of this this young man who recently, sadly, committed suicide? Yeah, so, well, way to blow the end of this story, well, but... Um, this isn't really about the suspense. No, true, case. true. Uh, so, basically, Rand Paul has been campaigning for quite some time about justice reform. And he's one of the few president candidates that really made this a platform to campaign on. You know, it's something that's it's near and dear to his heart. He's spoken a lot of African-American universities and is giving speeches across the country about it, how the war on drugs is incarcerating, you know, millions of people, uh, if we're being honest, for victimless crimes. And just and how apart from that, though, the sentencing and different sentencing, mandatory sentencing and, and the, basically the slow turning of the justice wheel has punished people disproportionately. Now, Khalif Browder was 
Rand's face for this justice reform movement. He was a um, you know an African American man or boy at the time when he was 16. He was accused of stealing a backpack allegedly because those charges were dropped. So he was said he was innocent the whole time. Now Khalif was put into Rikers Island prison, one of the Rikers most Island. brutal prisons in the country. Yes, it's like world famous for world being famous. A, a place you don't want to go. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, hey, welcome to Shiv Town, population you, and it's right. you know, I think you should perforate your own liver just to make sure you have a few stabs going in. He was due to go to trial, and they put him into Rikers Island before that. He was there for three years, still never got to trial. The prosecution finally dropped the case in 2013. So how, how did they get away? I mean, it's a little bit of a sidetrack, and there's no real answer here. It's more just rhetorical, but how on earth do these people get away with keeping a kid in jail for three years without ever bringing him to trial? I have no idea. It's, it's, it's insanity. And, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do, and this is what, you know, what, another point Rand makes, is he always calls it the Martin Luther King had said, it's the other America. And it's the fact that this, this kid was, you know, poor, uh, did not come from a good neighborhood. I'm sure his family didn't have money to hire an attorney and, and incur thousands upon sure, thousands of dollars had of legal some, fees some to fight it. Some public attorney who this kid is just another piece of paper on his desk, some right. some other file he's got to go through and, and put a stamp on. Yeah, he's a low priority, and it's and, and let's be honest, he's going to he, he got sentenced or he got put in uh, Rakers Island. Sentenced for, to nothing. Uh, for Never sentenced. sentenced to nothing. But he was accused of stealing a backpack. That's what this kid. I mean, was, whose was backpack was it? I don't know, Peter, Peter King. Peter King's. <laughs> Exactly. You take my bag, we'll send you to Rikers Island. I gotta have my Mott's apple juice. This, this impression is devolving every every time we do it. But, um, but so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm reading about this case. and he, he, this, Oh, well, hold on. I, I, have to, I have to tell you, there's, it right, gets even worse. You, you go, because I'm getting worse. fired up just looking at Oh, this I know. So it's easy to get fired up about. So while he's in prison, though, you know, as you would as you would presume, he was attacked by other inmates. This is this sure, is, he's a uh, little kid. Yeah, exactly. He's a kid in a, in a world of men, and I don't even want to speculate on what what potentially happened during these attacks but he was attacked repeatedly that's been documented in addition there's video of this he actually was assaulted and brutally beaten up by guards while he was in custody the 60 year old kid so by the time he gets out of prison uh when the charges are dropped never charged with anything and he also tried to commit suicide four times while he's inside yeah and they four kept, times. this guy spent over two of the years he's in prison he spent in solitary confinement right which so, I, I thought was reserved for murderers and rapists and people who were uncontrollable. In theory, it's supposed to be for that. Now, this is a little sidetrack, but we kind of do that here. But you, you've seen the show Orange is the New Black, or you've, you've seen of it. Yeah. And it's a fictionalized version of a real book, which which I recently read, Orange is the New Black, about uh, this woman, Piper Kermans, in real life, her experience in a year in a woman's prison. Now, the reason I bring this up is because one of the central things that you kind of take out from that book is the overuse and abuse of solitary confinement in the justice system. These women would be thrown in solitary confinement sometimes for just looking at someone the wrong way. It wasn't used to necessarily restrain people who must be taken away from the, you know, the rest of the prison population for safety reasons. It was routinely used merely as punishment, and that punishment could be handed out for absolutely anything from something, you know, maybe something perhaps legitimate, like a fight or, or someone stealing something, all the way down to just, you know, looking at someone the wrong way or getting on somebody's bad side and for whatever reason you know this kid is 16 he's thrown into rikers island he's probably scared as hell and for whatever reason rubs enough people the wrong way to spend 
almost two thirds of his time in solitary confinement. So it's it's absolutely just frustrating as all hell that this can, thing can even happen in America. This is the United States of America. I like to like to reemphasize that fact. This is the land of effing free. That this kid is locked away in for three years, two of which he's in a cell by himself. And when he's not, he's busy getting harassed by guards. There's a video of him getting beaten up by a guard. Yep. Uh, by other inmates, he was attacked repeatedly. I mean, it just this is kid's not even 18 yet, and this is what he has to go through. Never, never even got to trial. Charged, but he never saw a trial. So this child, who became a man, uh, essentially, he became a man by fire. He was basically like going to war and becoming a man, but with just as many severe psychological traumas as somebody who's gone to war when they were 16, comes out and um, unfortunately uh, committed suicide on Saturday. It'll be Saturday the 6th. So, And um, you actually called this in your in your article this past week, this past week's edition of Rand Paul Lessons and Minuses, you referred to this as a post-trauma execution enacted by the state of New York and its justice system. And that's completely the way I feel. And it is, because it's going to be hard to argue to anyone that, that the three years he spent in jail, essentially being tortured in various ways, psychologically and physically, is not what directly led to his death here. And uh, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say about this, except for the fact that, I mean, it's just, it's sad that this, this kid who was in many ways the, the poster child for what Rand Paul is talking about, um, it's sad that this is, this is how we'll know his name. This is, right. this is how he'll be remembered. And it's easy to point out one thing, to point at Khalif Browder, or to point out at Brian Aiken, a victim of New Jersey's gun laws, somebody I've interviewed on the show, and, and to just point out that specific situation of injustice. But the problem is doing that for every Khalif Browder, there's a thousand Khalif Browders we never heard of. Right. You well, know, like, there's so many of them well, out Think there. about in Chicago, you know, they have the black sites in Chicago where this kind of thing goes on constantly. This is, that's a short time period, but nobody's charged. Their lawyers aren't allowed to see him, but these people are brought in and beaten and sometimes murdered. And yeah, you have how many, how many people are in there? And, and I, I think I, you know, I'd love to see stats on it, but how do you even know? You know, I'm sure they, obviously they're not easily, um, easily attainable. And the tragic outcomes like this, I'm sure there's many more of those we don't know about either because no one's reporting them. No one's drawing attention to them, as you said. Absolutely. So obviously the death of this young man is, is a minus for society and a minus for his family. But Rand Paul bringing attention to this case certainly counts as a Paul us. Exactly. It, it is a, a very sad Paul us, but this this is a story that will live on and... I mean, in a way, this this you know this man's now become a, a martyr. Hopefully, a martyr for a cause. When we'll see actual change when justice reform comes about, and and hopefully there you know there, there's actual uh, legislation put in place to make sure none of this can happen ever again. All right, now I mean we don't like to <laughs> we don't like to hit down, down notes down ever down. here, but I mean uh, that, that, that it's it's hard to talk about this case and not have it be a downer uh, without just ignoring reality altogether. But we will try to end things on a I guess a um, a less uh, less or more yeah, yeah. A more lighthearted note you might say. <laughs> and you know, as we mentioned on I believe the last edition we talked about this, Rand Paul has his new. Uh, I almost called it his new podcast. <laughs> he, Rand Paul does not have a podcast, as far as I know. Uh, but he has his new report he does now once in a while. It's called The Waste Report, where he you know, goes and looks at some ridiculous um, instance of taxpayer funny being... Wait, taxpayer funny? Funny money. Hey, taxpayer, it's funny it's, money, it's funny all, money to these guys, isn't money. it? The way it they spend it. Just printed in reams. Uh, yeah, so th this week, Rand looked at... well. Hey, it's your column. I'll let you take the floor here and tell us about this, <laughs> nah, this no ridiculous worry. thing. Well, you brought this to my attention. You uh, you were the the innovator yeah, for this that, this man. section of the column. They don't need to know what goes on behind the scenes. I was trying to give you the credit. That's true. That's right. liberty after Call dark. Call us for me. 
Liberty after dark. Um, so anyway, yeah, basically the waste report this point. Rand cited, and this isn't a lot of money in the overall scheme of things, but still five hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot. It's a lot to a lot me. More to, hey, we know what we could do with five hundred thousand dollars. Hey, Daubert Moore. The kind of podcast we, we could buy pump about twenty five thousand Liberty Maniacs t shirts. Exactly. Maybe even twenty five thousand and uh, two fifty more with the ten percent discount you can get by uh, by using lionsofliberty.com discount code. Anyway, that was smooth. Go on. All right, continuing on. So in Afghanistan, where you know we have great relations going on with all of those people, uh, the U.S. State Department is actually sponsoring a cricket league. Yes, you heard right, a cricket league. The sport that no Americans really know much about, but it involves throwing a ball at some wickets. It's very popular in a lot of uh, a lot of countries around the world. I still don't understand cricket. I'm English and I don't understand it. I've seen it played. Um, I don't either. I see a guy whack a thing with a paddle. And- hey, boom! And then he runs back and forth a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, you gotta run back and forth. At some point he stops. Sometimes I, the I people know. catch the ball. Sometimes they don't catch the ball. That's in, Either that's way, there's a bunch of running around. Yeah. So anyway. so anyway, so they're they're sponsoring this league though for five hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's basically and you're gonna have, there's a hard time believing this. The goal of it is because they think people will watch the league on television. Now, remind you, uh, let me remind you, and Rand cites this too: about 0.003 percent of the population in Afghanistan on televisions. <laughs> So they want yeah, to. They're kind of busy, like fighting for their lives and, like you know, trying to get like a bite of food to eat. That right? Way. Do we? By the way, do we capture quote unquote capture Bin Laden? Oh no, it was Pakistan. Let's say if it was Afghanistan, they shot his TV, so that was one less TV. <laughs> one less but that TV was Pakistan. Anyway, so yeah, so they're supposed to watch it on they TV. Shot his TV, and by <laughs> watching it on TV. They will then not go out and join uh, ISIS or Al Qaeda or any of the other terrorist oh, organizations. So, be so busy watching cricket. Yeah, that's that, the idea. That who has who's who's got the time to be a terrorist now, when you got a cricket match? Now look, on? I'll admit I don't have the time to be a terrorist. Got Game oh, wow. of Thrones to watch. I was behind True. on that until last night. Now so. my, my terrorism has fallen off with the advent. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Daredevil lately. There's just not that much time to build bombs anymore. No, Netflix, man. You can watch it anywhere now. Yeah, it's really so taken away from all of my terrorists. There may be some truth to this. Plus, there's all these great podcasts to listen to here at lionsofliberty.com. Mm-hmm. You can find all our podcasts at lionsofliberty.com slash podcast for the full archive. Please come join us on social media, facebook.com slash lionsofliberty. Find us on the Twitter at lionsofliberty. Find us on our Facebook forum where we can talk about all this stuff. We'll link to this all, of course, in the show notes, lionsofliberty.com slash 113 for this show. Ed, do you have any final thoughts about it? It's been a really good week here for uh, for Rand. And, uh, you know, no minuses to, to speak of this no, week. No, it's, it's been a, t- a good couple weeks. Uh, this week, the only minus last week was his WWE ad, which we won't get into, but it was basically to promote the filibuster and uh, was ridiculous. And even that, that was by his pack. So, you know, it you was can't by even, his pack. Legally yeah, speaking, we can't legally, attribute it to him. Right. But, but you know, he is sitting You know, okay. he's sitting in his, I don't know. So, trailer. yeah, but no, he's been, he's been on a real roll. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't said anything stupid. He hasn't done anything stupid. You know he hasn't what? put his foot in his mouth. And you know what it is for me? It was really easy. I mean, there was a, a time in maybe 2013 where it seemed like every other week I was just writing an article or oh you were writing God, an article criticizing Rand Paul because there's a lot to criticize and you know we want to be fair we want to praise and criticize both when appropriate but it's it's like this campaign season is bringing out all these leechy neocons like the worst of the worst like Lindsey Graham and Peter King and all these guys and it just it really does make you realize how much better he is right. than, than all these neocon 
ugh, ugh, icky, icky scumbags. So, so yeah, so uh, it's hard not to support him when you see him against these guys. But uh, so what's what's our current tally from the from the very beginning? What's our current tally of the Paul Lusses and minuses? So here? he is at sixty three Paul Lusses to twenty two minuses and four pushes because I have pushes. Ah, those damn pushes, those four pushes. You know I hate the pushes. I know you hate the pushes, but the salt and pepper commercial was in my head, and I started pushing things, and then you know you just you push it. Salt and pepper reference. That seems like a good a good time to end up the show, don't you think? Yeah, I think we probably hit the wall. All right, folks. Well, it has been another edition of Rand Paul Lusses and minuses. Rand Paul Lusses and minuses. Like I said, we do the show. And every once a month or so, I don't, I don't really have a schedule because, yeah, that's hard. And I don't want to do things that are hard. I want to enjoy the campaign season for all it is. So we will keep doing this show. You again, find the archive of all the editions of the Rand Pluses and Minuses articles and podcasts at lionsofliberty.com slash Rand. Until next time, folks, why don't you live long and live free? Cause if you don't, Peter King's gonna come to your house and make you make your lives freeze. If you don't know, then you know. If you don't know, then you know. If you don't know, then you don't know. Then you 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 know. Then you